the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm so excited to be with you all today. It's been a minute since we've done it um, on Facebook, Instagram, online, but I'm excited to be back and I'm excited about my special guest today. Um, We have been trying to connect for a while now and so we finally did it. So thank you, Maurice, for saying yes and joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I was just now sharing on my social media. I'm excited. I think we're going to have some great conversation today. I think we are. You know, it's funny. I love the title of your book. And I told my husband before I came down to the studio that um, it should win an award for the best title. It's um, (laughs) your butt is too big, right? (laughs) Now you want to make sure you don't say that walking down the street, but I think it, I think it could win many titles. I just, I love the title of your book Um, and it's your butt is too big. Seven principles that empower you to heal past hurts and get motivated to find your purpose. So Maurice, before we get into the book, let's just share with our audience a little bit about you. Oh, absolutely. Um, So obviously uh, I am a Christian. I am a believer. Um, And my journey is kind of that uh, in my 20s, I was a professional musician, played music, uh, got a chance to share the stage with some major artists and really had a chance to do things that sounded good, looked good on paper but I didn't feel good on the inside. I was broken on the inside. Um, some, some childhood issues and trauma, things that I never healed from, things that I never worked through. Right. And by the time I was I was shell myself. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was angry. And I really honestly had some points when I didn't, I didn't feel like living anymore. And so I, I was fortunate enough that one day I cried out to the Lord and he answered, he spoke and he, and he literally changed my life. He broke me away yeah. from the drinking I was doing and, yeah. and some of the other things I was turning to. And so the last six years of my life has been focused on not only my own personal health journey, but really giving back to other people, helping people find hope in Christ. Amen. People understand that like, you don't have to stay stuck anymore. God is here. He's already set you free. Amen. So that's really been the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing you said, Maurice, was you didn't feel good in here. You were hiding. You were hiding your inner struggles. And you know, statistically, they say ninety-five percent of people walk around wearing a mask because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to share yes. their hurts and pains because they're afraid of rejection. Can you speak into that a little bit? Absolutely. 
Can we be honest that we live in a culture where I'm fine and I'm okay are the, the normal standard given response? Right. And then even when we get into the church, right? Sometimes we start to speak what I call Christianese. So everybody says, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> well, yes, you are blessed and you are highly favored, but today you feel broken. Can you talk right. about it? Right. And so what I have found is that getting honest about where you are today gives God a chance to do something about it. Right. When I when I'm honest in my prayer life and I say, listen, God, today I'm struggling now. God can interject himself into my situation. But the key is I've got to be honest about that mask. I've got to be honest about that heart posture that's not quite right. And then he can be God. Absolutely. You know, because the enemy wants us to think that we're the only ones struggling. We're the only one who are struggling with depression or we're struggling with an addiction because if he can keep us thinking we're the only ones, then it keep us, it keeps us in isolation. And when we mm-hmm. isolate ourselves, we can't walk in that healing that Christ died for, you know? That's it. That's it. And, and so I, I often think of the scripture, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. How many people have we met who are already free but haven't really understood how to walk in it, how to bask in it and embrace it. And I think that's really the biggest reason that that I was led to write Your Butt is Too Big, right? It's that concept that you say, well, well, I'd be all the way at peace, but I would have joy in my life. But you got to understand what what I've learned is that that butt that you say, it it, it has a past to it. The things in your life that you've been through that you haven't dealt with, or healed from become right. the dead weight that keep you from walking into your God-given destiny. Amen. Amen. It, it keeps you, you know, I think about an athlete or a runner who's running and has all this, you know, they, they train with the parachute on them, right? When they're mm. trying to get stronger and faster mm-hmm. and that parachute's pulling them back. But when it's time to really race, unless they cut those strings, they're still being pulled back from the weight, which is not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be able to Mm. run forward and we can't run forward if we're so looking back to the past pains and the past hurts. So why do you think people have a hard time healing from the past? Oh, that's such a good question. I loved that analogy. I think sometimes it's because we don't understand the powerful potential of the past. Right. So the analogy you gave, you said you are running with a parachute on. Well, what we know is that that actually builds up new strength inside of the runner. The resistance builds new muscles. And sometimes we let ourselves be defined by our past instead of strengthened by it. That if I say, okay, God, I don't know why I went through that. (laughs) Like, I don't know why I cried those tears. I don't know why I felt that pain. But if it's true that all things work together for my good, because I love you and, and you've called me, then, then those very things in my past, they build the new muscles for my future. Right. And I think that it's just, a, it's a perspective issue sometimes. Mm-hmm. We have to have a perspective about, about those moments in our lives. Absolutely. And like you said, God causes all things, not some things, but yes. all things to work together for our good. But the yes. enemy, you know, my favorite scripture is John 10, 10. The enemy mm-hmm. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Christ, have come that you may have the abundance of life. And so we have to understand I think, um, Maurice, that we have an enemy, right? And that enemy, his purpose is to keep us bound from becoming all that Christ created us to be. But we also have a savior who who died and rose so that we can live victoriously. Um, Mm. So I want to talk just a little bit about your title first, and then we're going to go a little deeper. 
But let's, how did you come up with the title? Prayer. Honestly, prayer. Um, I was in a season of my life where I was I was working for a, a mega church here in Cleveland, and I loved the people, and my wife and I were were serving there and all those things. And I heard God telling me very clearly, "It is time for you guys to leave." I was the TV show host for their TV show. He said, "It's time for you to leave. There's somewhere I'm calling you." Right. And at that point, we were also being called to actually like change where we were living and change a whole bunch of things. My wife was six months pregnant. And so I'm saying, God, you're telling me leave the church, leave our home, leave my job, leave all this stuff. This doesn't make sense. And God said to me in prayer that day, Maurice, your butt is too big. I love it. (laughs) And I I wish, I wish that, and here's the interesting thing, because I wish I could say it was just my creativity. Right. I thought I was hearing wrong. Like, okay, well, God would never say that. And then he downloaded scriptures into my spirit. He's showing me Moses and and God saying, listen, Moses, I have an assignment for you. I need you to go and speak for me. And Moses is saying, but God, don't you know I don't speak well enough to do that? Right. We, We tend to give God our disqualifications when God is the one who qualifies us. Amen. I love that. And, you know, he he always calls. He always calls the least likely so that he can do the greatest work in and through them. But, you know, you we have to surrender. So you have to surrender. You have to say, okay, Lord, it's not, you know, it's it's your will, not my will be done. And um, and I love that. I love that. Um, So let's talk a little bit about deliverance. What does deliverance look like for someone who has been haunted by their past or being tormented by their past? Such a great question. I think sometimes we limit what deliverance is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think of deliverance as a moment. To me, deliverance is a journey. Mm -hmm. And all I mean by that is even when we see Christ lay hands on a person and we see him kicking demons out of people, they still have to live the rest of their life. And my understanding of true deliverance is that after the demon is gone, I have to fill the house with something new, right? So it's it's the journey of learning God, the journey of intimacy with God, the journey of letting his words fill me up, change my perspective this way, not being conformed to the pattern of the world, but transformed by the renewing of the mind. So deliverance is a renewal. It is an ongoing process of him changing me from the inside out. So we have a work to do. You know, know, God is still in the healing business today, the deliverance business today, miracle signs and wonders. But we, the body of Christ, we have a work to do. You know, we can believe the the lies of the enemy or we can walk in the truth of the Lord. You know, sometimes it's hard, though, because you have those two voices going on in your head, you know, so let's speak into that. You know, you have the enemy saying you're never going to do it. Your healing wasn't, you know, that deliverance wasn't real. The healing wasn't real, but you have mm-hmm. father God saying, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. When the sun sets free is free indeed. And I just set you free. I think that it's important that we understand the tactics of the enemy. He doesn't play fairly. And so when you hear his voice in your head, he'll often sound either just like you, He'll sound like your voice of criticism, or he'll sound like the voice of people who criticized you in your past. It's the harsh words that mom spoke. It's the, it's the difficult words that your coach said to you. And now those words will end up playing on repeat in your mind, terrorizing you. It's also true that when God speaks, he also often speaks in what scripture calls a still small voice. 
And what we need to understand is that oftentimes you'll hear the criticism much louder than you'll hear God's calmness. God is right beside you, whispering to you, I'm here and you're fine. The enemy can't get close to you, so he has to shout as loudly as he can, hoping you can hear him. Right. So when you understand that God is in proximity, he's the one who can wrap his arms around you and love on you. It helps you block out the noise. I think, and here's another thing that I'll say, is that it's important to know the power of Scripture. Amen. Scripture tells you who you are to God. It tells you who God is to you. It gives you strategy Mm -hmm. and it helps you understand how to discern God's voice from the voice of the enemy. Well, God wouldn't say something like that to me because I can see God's character in my word. Amen. I think that is so true. We have to learn, you know, in in God's book, the Bible is a love letter to us. It's our instruction manual. It's a love letter and it tells us everything we truly need to to know. And so if someone's struggling with, um, you know, those negative thoughts, We've got to make sure, okay, is this what God's word says about me? Because if if it comes to condemn, shame, you know, then we know that those are not from Father God because he never comes to shame us. He never comes to condemn us. And so we've got to make sure that we, you know, we may not feel like we're the righteousness of Christ, Mm. but scripture says we're the righteousness of Christ. You know, feelings may come later, but it's that knowing in our heart, right? That this is who God says I am. And so I'm going to start walking it out. I think people would walk different, don't you? Mm, yes. You knew, wow, I'm a daughter of the king. Or I'm a son of the king. Mm, that's so good. I was, I was, um, I'm a, I'm a spiritual life coach and I was sitting and coaching someone the other day and he had just had this big breakthrough moment. And he said to me, Maurice, I feel more and more like I've been sitting in the presence of the king. And I responded to him and I said, are you in the presence of the king? Or are you in the presence of your father who is the king? Yes. And the difference in those words is that the loving king is reigning on his throne and yet he'll take the time to give you the tender, loving care that you need. And yes, sometimes you need redirection and sometimes you need, you need revelation or reformation, but he's there to give it to you. And there's nothing more precious or more special than that. And that is so true. And when he gives you correction or redirection, it's always in love. That's it. It's always in love. I have a picture of, you know, just crawling up in Abba Father's lap and just sitting with him because we can we can get that close to him. Like he mm-hmm. wants us to get that close to him and just fellowship with him and just rest in him. But so often, you know, because we haven't dealt with our past wounds and our past hurts and our past traumas, we don't allow ourselves to rest in his love. I think great. I think that's partially because we believe we are condemned. Right. Right. I know what I've done. I know what I've said. I know what I've thought. Right. But we have to always remember scripture says there is no condemnation in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus, which means because he's the kind of God who sent a son to live the life, yeah. he felt every temptation we felt, but he overcame it. That's right. And so because of that, he's not judging. He's like, no, I get it. I understand some of this stuff is a little hard. It's a little difficult. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm covering you. And when you understand that, you don't have to worry about being condemned or judged. You understand, no, your, your, your sins have been wiped clean because he stood before you and protected you. 
Amen. I, I love that. And, and it is so true. You know, but, you know, a lot of times people are walking in fear. And so they are mm. afraid to, to, to really embrace what the Father God has for them. They're afraid to become all that they could become because of fear. And, you know, mm. we know the enemy loves to keep us bound in fear. So let's talk a little bit about the fear aspect of mm. being free. Absolutely. The key is to focus on your faith. Whatever you focus on will always, you will absorb. Whatever you focus on, you will become. So if I stare at my anxiety long enough, I become anxious. If I become, if I stare at fear long enough, I become fearful. So the key is to stare at the answer, not the problem. And the answer is always God. The answer is always Jesus. The answer is always his perfect will for your life. So I think that the key is, yes, acknowledge that you're afraid. Acknowledge it enough to even be able to say why you're afraid and then say, now, what has God told me or shown me or what can I read in scripture so that it builds up? I just need a little faith, just a mustard seed. seed. I can move that mountain of fear out of the way if I just have a little faith. Mm -hmm. And so the key is stare at what you want to become. Stare at what God is calling you to become. And that makes the difference. Amen. You know, what about, you know, just also doing it afraid? Take one step, one step at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, and as you take that step at a time, you're taking fear and you're placing fear under your feet. You know, I think Joyce Myers always says, just do it afraid. And as you start walking out in faith, you know, the Lord's going to give you with each step. It's going to build your faith and build your faith. The Lord has really been showing me in my prayer time that that is the key to discipleship. If you ask me that. I learn so much about walking with God when somebody I'm walking beside says, oh, no, you're not tripping. This is scary. (laughs) This is this is hard. And it's not easy to be a child of God. It's not easy to walk in your Christian walk. And because of that, we have a bond then. It's through the suffering that we learn some things about God. So I think that the key is do it afraid. And learn the lessons afraid. Because part of what that will teach you is that God is greater than your fear. Amen. Yeah, you feel fear. Right. But do you also fear the strength coming from God? Amen. Do you also feel the hope coming from God? Right. I think that that's what we, what we learn when we walk even with the fear. I think you're so right. So I'm going to share a quick little story. Um, and then I want to talk about the seven principles that you, that you, that you write the book about, but doing it afraid. So I'm, I don't like heights at all. And, um, most people who follow me on social media know I don't like heights, but my son wanted to go and do the highest, longest, fastest zip line in North America, which is in, um, Canada. And so we, we're, we go, we get up on the platform and it is high, Maurice. It is so high. It's, it's 800 feet high. It's a mile long and it goes a hundred miles an hour. Okay. And so I'm standing there and I am scared. And I, I was like, I don't want my son to see me fearful. I, I just don't want him to see me fearful. So at that time, this lady walks over, she said, the Lord told me you needed prayer. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, because he always brings people. Why do we need him? And I was like, I'm so afraid to jump off that platform. And she goes, let's just pray and then let's do it together. And so we Mm. both get over to the platform. There's two places to jump off. And she goes, let's go on three. So she goes, one, two. And she takes off. And she leaves me on three. (laughs) What do I do? And so I did. I did it afraid. I'm like, okay, I've been prayed up. I can trust God. I know that I'm going to get through this. Mm. Um, so I go flying across this um, this mountaintop, and I get halfway out there, and the, I feel the Holy Spirit say, open your eyes. 
And I opened my eyes, Maurice, and it was the most beautiful scene, um, you know, that I'd ever seen. It was these two mountaintops and there was a valley and a river and it was it was beautiful. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, see, if you would have kept your eyes closed, you would have missed all this beautiful scenery. Wow. And I think, you know, oftentimes we get fear keeps us trapped from mm-hmm. seeing all that God has for us, you know? Mm. Well, one thing I, I heard you say there, you said he walked up, she walked up to you and she said, look, I, I get it. Let's pray. Yeah. Is that not what, what the Holy Spirit does for us? Amen. Right. Yeah. If you even listen, listen to that whisper on the inside, he'll, he'll say, Hey, I know this is scary right now. You, you need some prayer. Let's yeah. pray together. Right. And, you know, Will Smith, the actor, he said something that I love. He said, God placed all the greatest things in life on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's on the other side of all of your anxieties and your worries that you find out the magnificence that God brings for your life. Mm-hmm. You, you got a chance to see yourself flying. Mm-hmm. Right. And how, yeah. how, for all you know, seeing yourself flying in that moment will lead you to so much more flying as you move through the rest of your career and your motherhood and your marriage. Right. Because you've seen flights. Right. Absolutely. God, God can use it all. He does. And he will if we let him, if we let him, you know. So let's talk about the seven principles, seven principles that empower you to heal past hurts and get motivated to find your purpose. Mm. So, you know, I won't take take them through all of them just to, oh. so I don't like bore everybody to death. Right. But what I'll tell you is I walked the journey of healing and deliverance. Mm-hmm. I, I got a chance to experience, hey, I've been drunk, I've been high, I've been depressed, I've been suicidal. And I went from that to finding hope and finding peace and finding a happy marriage oh. and fatherhood and life. And so I begin um, with, with talking about the purpose of evaluation. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have to be willing to look at your situation and to look at it clearly Right. Understanding sometimes that even that step alone requires someone else's help. It may be a spiritual leader. It may be a therapist, but I have to be willing to evaluate my situation before I can take action. Uh, the second step is what I call the marathon mindset. It's the understanding. Uh, I'll take you to the book of James. He says, consider it pure joy when you face trials because the testing of your faith right. produces perseverance, right? And the perseverance is really what changes you and makes you mature and grow. So endurance, perseverance, those are parts of a marathon race. It's a long, grueling race where God is changing you little by little over time. Again, that deliverance, not just a moment, it's a lifestyle. That's right. right? Um, and then from there, um, my probably my favorite chapter is called The Balance of Hope. And it is the concept that sometimes as believers, we think of hope as being a future concept or Mm -hmm. faith as being a future. Well, someday God will bless my life. Right. Someday God will change me. Someday God will make me whole. And I think that true hope is when you understand that hope should be rooted now, in this moment. Mm-hmm. This is where God has ordained for you to hear a man of God speak into your life. Amen. This is the moment right here where you clicked on the right podcast or the right interview. Yeah. And, and you're hearing the Holy Spirit through the voice of two spirit filled individuals. This moment. Absolutely. This is where God has already sent angels and dispatched angels on your behalf. This is where something beautiful is happening in your life. And instead of staring at the future 
I think we need to learn to stare at this moment. And Jesus says it this way. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll have trials of its own. Go ahead, focus on this day, right? right. So, um, and, and there's several others and they have to do with, uh, you hit one of them already, fear and having to overcome fear um, through the power of courage. Right. Um, one of them has to do with action. The fact that with action is how you change. Mm-hmm. You can't just talk about change. Right. You have to actually embody change. You have, if, if God told you to write the book, you got to write pages one word at a time. If God told you lose the weight, you've got to go to the gym and work off the pounds one pound at a time, right? That's right. Doing the work. And lastly, the seventh one um, is simply everything that you need, you already have. Amen. It's Amen. this concept that God has placed everything on the inside of you. He says to, to Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. It's this concept that there is greatness that was birthed inside of you, even in your mess, even in your stress, even before you knew he was real. He placed it in you. Amen. And so literally all God is doing is awakening it within, within you in these moments that we live. Amen. I love that. And that is so true. You know, I like to say if we're born again believers, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And that alone is a game changer. That's you know, it. an atmosphere shifter. We just got to take hold of it and realize that we have the authority in Christ. He's given us everything we need. But again, we have that enemy. So let's talk about how what creates a big but, because we know people are going to say, but, you know, as a counselor and a life coach, I hear often well, under the circumstances, I'm doing okay. Mm. Christ never called us to live under the circumstances. He called mm. us to be the head and not the tail, first and not last, blessed and not cursed. But there's that word. We create those buts in our life that hinder us. So let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Well, you, you already referenced it when you talked about your favorite scripture, John 10.10. 10. Right. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so sometimes he tries to kill your belief that you can be better than okay. He tries to destroy the faith that you have that there can actually be joy or happiness or contentment or healing in your life. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need to understand that the, the enemy doesn't always just try to take you out altogether. Right. Sometimes he tries to keep you stuck and keep you stable in the wrong place. Absolutely. The key is to understand that when you're walking with God, it's actually usually going to be uncomfortable. God doesn't generally call us to stay comfortable. He sends us the comforter. Right. (laughs) And that's the Holy Spirit, right? That's That's it. But I, you, you hit the nail on the head because we think that when we become Christians, that life is going to get easy, but that's just when it starts. Yes. The enemy knows that if he can't take us out, if he can't steal our salvation, he's going to do his best to wear us out and keep Mm. us in a prison cell so that we are not fruitful. I remember my wife said something to me one day and it shook me up and changed my life. She was, she was telling me, Marisa, I really want you to do X, Y, and Z. And I said, who have you ever seen do that? And she said, (laughs) Who said God wants you to just be stuck with what we've both seen? Amen. Amen. And I said, wow. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, God wants better for you than you can even dream of for yourself, right? The scripture says exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or think. So that's, I think that's the standard. God is the standard bearer. God sets the standard. He doesn't just want you okay. 
He just doesn't want you all right. He wants you to, to have a level of peace that doesn't, doesn't make sense. He wants you to have a joy that can be passed on. That when you walk into a room, people know that you're going through some stuff. People know your situation. And yet, the, the, that thing that you have radiating off of you is so great that it spreads through the room. That the light of God is spreading out of you, even on a bad day or a hard day. I think that's the difference maker. It's not a perfect life. It's having the perfect God in the life. Amen. I love that. I love that. That is so true because, again, the enemy wants to keep us bound and broken. And your whole purpose is to help set people free, is to help bring people through to freedom. And I think that is just, to me, it's amazing because... God um, has orchestrated your life for such a time as this to be bold, to be on the front lines, to be able to minister hope and healing. And then you can look back at your life and say, every part of my life, my pain, everything had a purpose for this moment. And that's just a beautiful. You do talk about one phrase in your book that you don't like, and it's live your truth. So what do you what does that mean to you? Live your truth. And why don't you like it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I just think that in the world we live in today, that people champion just just look at life the way you want to look at it and believe that that's OK and good enough. And one thing that you'll find is that because we haven't all healed from our past or dealt with what we've been through, sometimes our version of the truth is skewed. Right. right. The pain will skew your vision, the anger, the the lack of forgiveness, whatever it is. Right. And so I think what is important is that your truth must be fully grounded in the truth. Amen. Scripture Amen. says Jesus, right, is yeah. the truth. That's right. So I have to know, regardless of what my truth looks like, what does God say? Yes. Re- regardless of what my feelings are telling me. What does God say in this moment? And to me, that is much more important and critical than just my truth, because my truth sometimes needs to grow, change, heal, or mature. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I say often, you know, you're allowed to have emotions and you're allowed to have feelings. Just don't let them have you. Don't let them control you. You know, and a lot of times, Maurice, and you can um, chime into this, we have like three more minutes left, but... We walk out what we know and it becomes our reality. It becomes our familiar lifestyle when, like you said, the trauma, the abuse is not the reality of who God says we are. We take it it on as our, this is, oh, this is my lot in life. This is, this is the way it's going to be. This is, this is for me, but that's not, that's not God. Yes, because the the world tells you, walk out life that you know. And God says, walk out life based on who you know. Right. That, okay. that God is the one who's saying, no, but no matter what you've seen that was broken, I'm the healer. Mm-hmm. No matter what you've seen that was, that, was, that was confusing, that was frustrating, that was whatever it was. I am the one who loves you. I am the one who calls you to healness and to being healed and whole and happy and health and all these things. And so it's not just about what we've been through, but it's about running what we've been through, through, uh, through this lens of, oh, wait, I'm a, I'm a new creation in God, though. I'm something new and somebody new because he's the same God who created the foundations of the world. He is so powerful. He can rewrite my story. Amen. And that's where I would leave that, right? Understand that that what you went through in your life was a chapter of the story. And if Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith, what he's writing in this story right now, in this chapter, is the most beautiful part. 
Amen. Amen. And you know, he, he's changing us from glory to glory to glory. And we just got to keep looking to him, staying vertical, looking to him and what he says about us. And you said it before, the truth, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, Maurice, um, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, that's a great question. Easiest way, uh, go to mauricefmartin.com. Uh, if you go there, I have a couple free items. Um, I just actually, um, I just wrote a new prayer journal that's there that you people can check out. My book is there. I also offer free 30-minute consultations. If somebody's like, Maurice, I need to sit down and have a conversation, you can jump on with me and do that. So mauricefmartin.com or any social media at mauricefmartin. I love that. And so last last thing I want you to ask, can you speak into, speak into someone right now who could be watching, who's hurting maybe with depression, rejection, just not really knowing the next step? What would you say to them? Mm. I want you to know that the, that the next step you need to take is believing that this moment is for you. Sometimes we think that the happiness and the joy is for everyone else. But God has ordained this moment specifically for you to know that you are seen, to know that you are loved, to know that those silent cries when you didn't think the prayers were even worth it were even heard by God. Know that and then use that as your strength to talk to someone. To, to, to talk to a therapist, to talk to, to me or anybody close to you, to go to reach out to your pastor. Use this moment as a catalyst for change because this moment was ordained just for you. Amen. I love it. I love it. Well, let me just pray and close out real quick. So, Father God, I just thank you that everyone listening today or watching, Lord, that they will have a supernatural love encounter with you that rocks their world and changes their life for you, Father God. Let them know that it's okay to sometimes not be okay, but it's also okay to reach out and get help. Let them know that you are for them and not against them. Let them know that you see them, that you love them, that you hear them, and that you have great things in store for them. Lord, I pray blessings upon blessings, or we thank you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to The Christian View. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.